Well, hello, Water of Life. We are so glad you are joining us this weekend. We couldn't be happier that you are here with us. We know you have a lot of choices of where to go to church online, and we are so glad that you're part of our community this weekend. Well, my name is Julianne, and I oversee our global outreach department, and I'm here to help connect you and answer any questions, share some information with you about our service. We know that many of you are watching from all over the world, and we wanna say welcome and you probably have already heard from our chat hosts. And so take a minute and say hello, that you're excited to be with us for service this weekend. Share where you're watching from, and if you have any questions, they are here for you as well. Well, a couple of things to share with you. The first is an opportunity for you to serve in this time. And we are gonna be having August 29th, our mobile back to school spectacular at CityLink. And this will be an opportunity for us to share the love of Jesus with our community through serving and supplying school supplies for children who are going back to school in the fall that are in need. And there are a couple of COVID friendly ways that you can help support this event. The first is by serving at the event August 29th at CityLink. You can go to wallupdates.com to sign up to serve. Also on that same site, we have a supply list of all the things we're looking for to create the backpacks and school supplies for families. So you can get that information there as well. And you can also give financially to the event, which will be used to buy supplies that are still in need. So again, visit wallupdates.com for all the information. Again, this is a wonderful chance for you, your family and friends to get together, serve and show the love of Jesus to our community. Well, the second opportunity we have is for parents. Those of you who have children who are close to entering adulthood, maybe late teens, and those who are already in the college age group. We are gonna be having a how to do life with your adult children seminar in September coming up here soon. And this is an excellent opportunity for you to get equipped and help preparing yourself and preparing your children to enter adulthood. And we're gonna have with us Dr. Jim Burns. He has spoken here at Water of Life before. He is a wealth of information. Have, he has over 1.5 million resources in over 25 languages. This will be an excellent time to get equipped, to get encouraged, to get some information. So we do want you to mark your calendars and save the date for this opportunity. Well, as we move into a time of worship through song, we want to remind you, if you want to worship the Lord through your giving, you can always do that through the Water of Life mobile app or on wallupdates.com. As we do prepare to worship now, we want to encourage you again to minimize maybe as many distractions around you as you can wherever you are, to take a moment, pause, prepare your heart to receive from the Lord what he has for us today, but also to worship him with who we are. So let's take a moment and pray. Jesus, we wanna come to you today and say, Thank you for being so good for who you are. Lord, we can always worship you. And no matter what circumstance each one of us is in, Lord, in an ever-changing world, we wanna give you praise and glory for being a never-changing God. So we do give you this time. We invite you into the space wherever we are as we worship you for being so good. We pray all these things in Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship together. Water of Life, wherever you're tuning in from, we just want to say welcome, and we're excited to be here to worship with you guys. We love to call your name, it's something we cannot explain, that happens when we proclaim your great name, your
mountain you won't climb up
See? 
is not an event, it is a person. So God, whatever we're looking for to happen in our life, let us put our attention on the one who controls it all. The resurrection, the life is you, Jesus. So whatever we're desiring and praying for and needing a miracle in today, God, we need you. And so we put our attention, our hope, hearts are turned to you, Jesus. For you are the resurrection, you are the life, the truth. So Jesus, we need your presence right here, right now. Wherever we're at, wherever we're tuning in right now, in our homes, in our bedrooms, in our houses, God, would you do something in the middle of our situation? Would you start to work it right now? Would you start to turn it right now? Would you start to Uncover it right now, Jesus. And we don't just celebrate you because we, we know you can do it. We celebrate you because of who you are. And because of who you are, that's why we praise you. So we love you. We thank you for your presence. It's so tangible, whether through a camera, through a screen. Wherever we're at today, God, you can invade our homes and invade our hearts. So we love you and we thank you for that. Would you speak to our hearts right now as the word comes forth, God, that you would change us, shake us, and do something powerful to change a world for you. It's in your powerful, mighty name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. We're so glad you're tuning in with us, Order of Life, and we wanna say thank you for worshiping with us. We really hope you enjoy the rest of your service. Why don't you prepare your hearts as God's word comes. Well, hey, Water of Life, welcome. If you're watching online, we're so glad that you're with us. I'm Pastor Matt, Senior Director of Family Ministries, and I just want to welcome you. Wherever you're watching with us, I want to say hi to our online community, Townsville, Australia. We're glad that you're tuning in. Our Upland family, we hope you enjoy the service. And also Rosina Ranch, we're glad that you guys are with us as well. So as you, uh, as you sit in your homes, your cars, wherever you're watching, um, we're jumping into week four of our series, Sustaining the Soul in Difficult days. And I want to give you a little bit of a recap to catch you up to where we've been. It's so, so important that, that we're on the same page as we dive into week four. Now, in week one, Pastor Dan talked about this idea of who sets the pace, who shapes our thinking. He said life is a battle. And he talked from Romans 12. And that was so, so important because life is a battle. And then in week two, uh, Pastor Marcus did a great job talking about this idea. He said, are you in control of your thoughts or are your thoughts in control of you? And then he had this great line that I wanted to share with you to remind you about. He said, when your thoughts seem to be taking you captive, take every thought captive. I thought that was such a great, great point. And then, uh, and then a couple weeks back, Pastor Linda shared with us just her journey of healing, which was an incredible message. And then last week, in week three, Pastor Shane talked about fear. He said, fear forfeits the future. And he said this, God always 
will be enough. He said, but for each of us, fear often is life's greatest thief. Now, I don't know about you, but during this season, I've heard from more and more people that it's just difficult to stay focused. It's difficult to stay joyful and balanced and, and really during this season of life. Things are stressful, right? That things are different. Things are challenging. So how do you sustain your soul during this season that we're in, right? Your mind, your emotions, um, your thought life, right? This series really is dealing with your fear, your anxiety, your thoughts, your mind, maybe even depression possibly. Um, and I don't know exactly where you're at. But we, we talked about in week one this passage from John 10, 10. It's a great passage the scripture it says it's, it simply says this the thief comes to steal kill and destroy there's a comma and a but and Jesus says but I have come to give you life and life in the full now the reality of that passage is that there is a thief that wants to steal from you there is a thief that wants to distract you he wants to derail your life he wants to take you out and as we jump into week four in your notes I want to encourage you here's point number one you were born into a battle now, there's a great passage of scripture that we're going we're gonna to kind of spend some time in. And I want you to kind of earmark that. It's going to pop up on the screen. Uh, here at Water of Life, we love to read along together. And we want to do that together. We want to read this verse together. So 1 Peter 5, 6 through 9 is where we're going to be. And we, we want to read this together, all right? One, two, three. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. Now, I remember when I was 17 years old. And now what you need to know as we jump into this passage is I didn't grow up in the church. And, and I didn't uh, hear about these incredible Bible stories that a lot of us have learned growing up in the church. But there was a mentor, uh, someone that we knew that opened up their home and, and offered an in-home Bible study. Now this, this person's name is Catherine. She's, she's a mentor of mine to this day. And uh, when I was 17, she opened up her home for this Bible study. There was food there and cute girls. And I said, hey, I'm going. I have no idea about Jesus or God or any of that stuff, but I'm going to go check this out. And, and she said, after I made a decision to follow Jesus, after uh, walking with me for about a year, she pulled me aside one night and simply with conviction in her eyes, and she had these piercing blue eyes that can like see through your, see through your soul. She said, you know, I believe you have a call on your life, that, that, that ministry is a part of your future. But then she shifted gears and she said, but the devil doesn't like you. In fact, he wants to use you as target practice. He wants to take you out. He wants to re ruin your life. It was kind of like that John 10, 10 passage. He, she said, the devil is after you. He's been trying to ruin your family for years. And Peter, in this passage, right, it says, it says the devil is like a roaring lion. First Peter 5, 8, right? It says, stay alert. Watch out. Your great enemy, the devil, he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Now, what does that mean? I want you to tell yourself, wherever you're sitting at home, wherever you're watching, right? Tell yourself. Um, tell your neighbor, if you have a neighbor, stay alert. We need to stay alert, right? Because the enemy, the devil, is looking for a family to tear apart, a marriage to come between. He's looking for a future that he can ruin, looking for a youth group he can divide, a church he can create disunity in, looking to start an addiction in the heart of a 13 or 14 year old so they won't live a normal adult life. <clears throat> you don't have to be a preacher or a teacher to have a bullseye on your back. In fact, if you care about your future, about your family, about your faith, I want you to write this down somewhere. Okay, write this down. The birthmark of a believer is a bullseye. The birthmark of a believer is a bullseye. See, it's no accident that in this passage of Scripture in 1 Peter 5 that Peter tied anxiety and Satan together, right? Because he uses our fears, our worries, our anxious thoughts to shipwreck us, causes us to crash. But we're told to come with humility, it says, 
and to tell God the truth about whatever we're feeling, that we, we can cast it, we can literally throw our stuff onto God that we're dealing with, right? Heave it onto him, come to him. He can handle all of it, he says in 1 Peter 5. And then in verse 6, it says this, it says, the mighty hand of God. What, is, what does that phrase mean? See, it's interesting. God's hand has been actively fulfilling his purposes all throughout history. Isn't that true? I mean, you think about <clears throat> him taking care of his people, the Israelites. God's hand parted the sea so his people could cross through it on the other side and eventually into the promised land. His hand provided manna from heaven to sustain his people while they wandered the, the wilderness. God's hand provided through a miraculous conception, Jesus, right, for you and for me. See, God's hand is, uh, has, of protection has prevailed in my life. I know it's prevailed in your life. In spite of my dumb plans, maybe even in spite of your dumb plans, all right, aren't you glad God's hand covers your life, my life? See, God's hand will always, always make a way. But then it goes down into verse seven. It says, casting all my anxiety on him because he cares for you. Now that's an interesting phrase. It literally is telling us to throw my anxiety. In your notes, it really is this uh, morena. It's, it's, it's worry, over concern. The original Greek language, it literally means in this verse, anxiety means to divide, to, to pull apart. Isn't that what happens in our lives sometimes when, when we're anxious about something? We're pulled in different directions. We can't make a decision. We're overwhelmed with, with our thoughts, what's happening in our mind. We're pulled apart, so to speak. See, there's another word around water of life that we like to, to talk about. It's exteno, to be stretched out, to God wanting to stretch us out to increase our faith. Now, those two words and those two ideas, they're, they're at odds with each other. One wants to divide us and separate us, whereas the other one, God wants for us increase in faith. Isn't that true? So the call for us really is to give him our fears, right? Give him my anxiety. Why? The verse says, because he cares for you and for me. Now the question is, how important are you to God? You see, maybe your insignificance plays into your anxiety. How you see God, how you relate to God. Right? The more you realize how much you matter to God, the more you'll come to him for help. And remember, life is a battle. The enemy oftentimes uses our emotions to pound us, to get us down, to get us frustrated. Right, And anxiety just kills peace with God. See, Peter's here to teach us something. And as a believer, you and I are born into a living hope. But the enemy has caused some real pain a real struggle, a real battle. Not about you, but I, I remember 9-11 fondly. I remember exactly where I was because my, my second daughter, Skylar, was born on the morning of 9-11. She was born that morning, and that was a weird morning, but I'll never forget turning on the TV just as the second plane hit the Twin Towers. And I remember seeing President Bush reading to a second grade classroom. And as the second plane hit, <clears throat> President Bush's chief of staff leaned over and he whispered to him very simply, America is under attack. You see, Peter's trying to remind the church today, you and me, the church is under attack. You and I are under attack, prowling around like a roaring lion, it says. Is it you? Maybe bothering you with, with bothersome thoughts, with thoughts of hopelessness, anxiety, and worry? See, the attack of the enemy oftentimes comes in the form of anxiety. And Peter wants us to know some things today that can help us overcome that. You see, it says the devil is like a lion. He's not silent. He'll come with a roar. Isn't that true? See, I don't know if you've ever heard a lion roar. Maybe you've been to the zoo or on a safari, but lions are kind of scary. I mean, I imagine the devil should scare us. And if I came face to face with a lion, I would run. I mean, I'm afraid of a mouse for heaven's sakes, right? So let alone a lion. But could you imagine coming face to face with that creature? But we get to verse nine and it tells us what to do. It tells us what to do. And it simply says this, it says in your notes, resist him, right? There's two words, stand and against. Stand against him. And it's interesting, it doesn't say run 
it says resist. Isn't that interesting? It says for those of you who are under attack, right? Resist means to come under the mighty hand of God. Don't yield to hell. Don't give up. You see, the truth is, if you've experienced any challenges, difficulties in your life, you know this to be true. God will often use discomfort to move you into your destiny in your notes. God will often use discomfort to move you into your destiny. So don't forget, life is a battle. Here's the second point in your notes. Keep your focus on him. Now, verse nine says it really well. It says, you know that the family of believers throughout the entire world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings, right? Friends, the reality is the world is suffering right now in unprecedented ways that we are never experienced before, right? And it's not just you or me. I mean, I have friends all over the place, pastors that, that are, are struggling right now, right? I mean, quarantine 2.0, the racial struggle that we're experiencing. I mean, here we go. It, you know, more things came down this week, more shutdowns. Both are being felt throughout the entire world. It is challenging. See, it's not an accident. See, God is in it, but if we can't see it, because maybe we're too focused on ourselves. I mean, this cannot be overstated, friends. When you're afraid, when you're worrying, when you're anxious, your focus tends to be on you, on your issues, your problems. See, friends, it's not just you, it's not just me. I have pastor friends who, who are pastoring all over the country. They're like, man, I, I've never been this stressed in my life, they'll say. They're like, I, I don't know what to do, which way to go, what's the right direction? They're just really struggling right now. They'll say, man, I've never felt like I felt today. I mean, is it all over? Is church ever going to be normal again? What's happening in our world? And the call is cast your fears and anxieties on to him. See, when I focus on myself, my anxiety skyrockets. When, when the enemy can minimize your sense of importance, my sense of importance to God, right? He helps us. The enemy allows us to focus on ourselves and take our eyes off of Jesus. Now you remember Peter. Peter was the one that walked on water. I mean, Peter had, a, had an interesting past with Jesus. He, he had this encounter. Now I want to ask you a question. In that encounter, in Matthew 14, did the hand of God protect Peter? It's not a trick question, it's yes or no. Yes, it did. In Matthew 14, right, he steps out of the boat. He, he walks out onto the water. He sees Jesus far off. He starts to walk on the water. The waves come up. The storm comes up. He gets afraid. He gets scared. He starts to sink. Jesus reaches down and pulls him out of the water. You see, Peter had a focusing problem. He took his eyes off of Jesus, right? See, we believe the power of Jesus can transform our lives, right? That was Romans 12, what Pastor Dan talked about in week one, right? That's what he shared about. But really, when it comes to this idea of staying close to Jesus, staying focused on him in Matthew 14, that's the account of Peter walking on water, right? And it's not that you and I are sinking in our lives. It's just a lot of times we don't stay close enough to God, right? We don't stay close enough to Jesus to, to stay in his grip. But let's declare that today, that, that even though the lion is roaring around us, even though there's uncertainty about the future, even though the battle is close at hand, you and I are in his grip. He's got you, he's got me in his hand of protection. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast all of your anxiety onto him. Why? Because he cares for you. So I don't know about you, but I have been struggling a little bit with this verse. You know, I don't know if it was kind of coming out of quarantine with just, you know, maybe a little bit of an emotional low, I mean, maybe coming out back into the offices and, and not sure really which way to go, which direction to go, but it's a very interesting season of ministry, even here at Water of Life. I'm not sure, totally sure what it is, but it has something to do with expectations, uncertainty about the future, but, but I've been struggling a little bit. And, and ultimately, for me, I, I thought about um, a few months back, I was at my parents' house. And I don't know if you have moms like this, where when you were a kid 
they kept all your projects, your school projects. They maybe kept some sports stuff and they kept your baby blanket and they kept your cute little first curl or tooth, right? My mom was the, the master at saving all sorts of things uh, from me and my brother when we were kids. And I was going through some boxes and I found some great, really cool sports memorabilia, newspaper articles for me and my brother when we were kids growing up playing sports. And uh, I found a lot of schoolwork. And I found this piece of artwork that I did when I was in second grade. And in second grade, I had to draw, draw myself. So there was a drawing of myself, how I saw myself. And on the back of it was me describing myself. And I said things about sports and I said things about what I like to do. But the very last line that I wrote about myself is I said that I was anxious. Now, if you ask me, I wouldn't necessarily describe myself as an anxious person, but it kind of caused me to, to dive a little deeper on why would I write that about myself as a, you know, as an eight-year-old? And I, I have a few examples because I, I think for me, the reason I did that is because as I grew up, there was some uncertainty and there was things that happened in my life in junior high. I went through this weird, awkward phase like most junior hires do. And junior hires are are mean and they can be cruel and bullies and, and, I, and I experienced something in junior high that caused some anxiety, some anxiousness in me. Um, and I remember in high school when our family was going some, through some really difficult things, I remember feeling like, man, you know, anxious about the future of my family. Will it ever be the same? Will it ever uh, be like it was? And, and then as I grew into adulthood, and I got into ministry and, and I transitioned from my first church to my second church. There was some anxiety about uh, this new experience. And, and even leaving my previous church and coming to Water of Life six years ago, I had this, this, this thought like, man, do I have what it takes? Like my speaking, my preaching, my ability to lead, do I, do I really have what it takes? And I was questioning that about six years ago. And I, and I, I kind of recalled these things and thought, man, maybe right under the surface, there is some, some anxiety, some anxious thoughts that I, I deal with and that I, that I struggle with. But that's when I found 1 Peter 5. And I love this pas passage because when you're in a battle, you got to go back to the weapon that you know. Just like David did when Goliath was on the scene and he, he, right, he, he puts all of, of Saul's armor on. And it's too heavy for him. He's got to throw it off. He's like, you know what? Give me Give me my sling, give me three smooth stones. That's all I need. That's my weapon. You see, for me, I need the word. I need some worship. I need to read super familiar verses that I know that I can go back to because the call again that Peter is trying to encourage us with is to cast your fears, your anxiety, your family problems, your finances, your friendships maybe, loneliness, your addiction, right? I'm going to cast that on Jesus. Why? I'm going to give it to God. Why? Because he cares for me, because he can handle it. You see, for me, it was really, really important to come to the point to where I began to realize, really, my anxiety, my anxious thoughts were, weren't a thing in and of itself, right? Rather, my anxiety was something that was a symptom of something else. It was really something else. And I had to figure out what that was. And, and I realized that for a lot of my life, I was selfish. I focused on me, what I needed, what I wanted, how to get to that next place. You see, the English word anxiety, it's gonna pop up on the screen for you. I want you to look at that word for a second. Look at the word anxiety. Now, what do you see at the center of that word? It's not a trick question. There's an eye. And it just got highlighted in red, right? You see, maybe it's about me. And what I want you to understand is, please, I'm not trying to minimize your pain or your struggle or, or your anxiety or maybe a panic attack or anxiety attacks. That is a real debilitating struggle. So I'm not trying to minimize that. Please, please hear me. I'm just asking the question about where is our focus? Where is our focus? See, a lot of times what I realized about myself is I would say things like, Lord, I don't, I don't know if I have what it takes. I don't know if I'm the right person. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if, if I'm the right one for the job. If I, if I, if I, if I, if I. 
God literally said to me, Matt, you're being prideful. You're focused on yourself. It's, it's all about you. You think you could handle life and all that life is throwing at you all by yourself. See, the next word that popped into my head was the word pride. That word's going to show up on your screen. And you know what I noticed right in the middle of the word pride was the same letter in anxiety, I. That we tend to make things about ourselves. Maybe the reason that you're having these thoughts, these worries, maybe the reason you're carrying around that anxiety is because you're focused on you, your problems. Maybe for you, like it was for me, maybe it is pride. Maybe you're not relying on God. Maybe you're not looking to him. Maybe you're not going to him. See, we need to come under his mighty hand of protection. Why? It says, because he cares for you. Because he cares for you. Where is your focus? In your notes, here's the third point that I want to highlight for you. We can grow in the battle. We can grow in the battle. See, it's not that the call is to live without anxiety in days like this. The call is to actually grow, right? The, to, the goal is to not be without anxiety or worry or fear. The goal is to grow spiritually. So if we, if we, if we are just focused on ourselves and our fears and our worries, that is gonna hinder our spiritual growth. But if we can cast them on him, all of those things, we can grow spiritually. See, in verse 10, I love in verse 10 what it says. It says, after you have suffered for a little while, then the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. So what is that saying? So after you suffer for a season, I mean, we know passages like Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. I love that passage. Give me some more of that, verses like that. I love that. But what we don't know is that God's people out of Babylon had to wait 70 plus years for that promise. So Peter is saying, hold on a second. After you suffer for a little while, right? For a season, the God of grace right? He will be perfect. He will be there for you. And I want to point out a few things for you. The first thing, right, is this idea of suffering. Suffer equals emotional pain. Maybe some of you are experiencing emotional pain right now. I know there's lots of you who've experienced loss. You have friends and family who have, who have not just gotten COVID, but passed away from COVID-19. He also wants to perfect you. The word that we love is cardatizo. That God literally wants to <clears throat> heal you, fix you, equip you. Ephesians 4.12, equip you for the work of the ministry, right? He will complete you, restore you, mend you, fully train you. That is what the word means, cardatizo. That's what God wants for you. And then he'll confirm you right? He'll establish you, right? He'll firm you up. And then it says, then it says he'll strengthen you, right? In that passage in verse 10, he'll strengthen you. Literally, he'll make you more able to do what he's called you to do, to overcome the things that he's called you to do in life. And then the last thing we see in this passage is that he says he'll establish you, that he'll lay a firm foundation. He'll make you all that you're supposed to be, right? How many, how many of us need that right now? Instead of anxiety and stress and fear and worry, the call is to focus on him. He will help you grow, not on the external things that we're experiencing because, right, those, those cause fear and anxiety, right? It's easy to focus on external things right now. I mean, think about all the things you could focus on. You could focus on, on your work or lack of work or your job loss. Your finances, you could easily focus on your finances, the future, maybe what is that going to look like? For some of us, church, I mean, it's been a struggle. 
We want to meet together and be together. And, and gosh, thank God for technology and the team that allows us to watch online. I want to encourage you, check wallupdates.com. Weekly, there are changes that are happening because we want to meet the needs of the people that God's entrusted to us here at Water of Life. But for some of you, maybe it's lost, just the church experience. For some of you students and parents, school. School is a big deal. Kids, you know, are not looking like they're going back to school in the fall. We're not sure what that's going to look like. But parents are stressed out like, man, am I going to have to teach my kids? I don't remember how to do basic algebra. You know, like it's stressful. Maybe your marriage. Maybe that's an area. Your health. Or, or for some of you who have kids, I mean, sports, that's a real thing. I know, I know kids like my son, you know, he plays baseball. I mean, there are like scholarships on the line. And we have no idea what sports are going to look like. Maybe it's missions. Maybe you were planning on saying yes to God and going out of the country and, and going and serving, <clears throat> serving people. I mean, that's, that's a loss for people because we're not doing trips. Maybe your focus has been on the government and there's been a lot of letdown and disappointment and confusion there. Or just life disappointments maybe in general. But the call is to grow. And when the call is to grow, we come to passages in Luke, like Luke 8, 14. It's the story of the sower and the seed. It says that there's seed that falls on good soil and seed that falls on bad soil. And it, it doesn't grow. So I'm going to read for you Luke 18, sorry, Luke 8, 14. It simply says this in Luke 8, 14. The seed which fell among the thorns, these are the ones who you've heard. And as they go on their way, what they've, on their way, they are choked out with the worries and the riches and the pleasures of this life. And they bring no fruit to maturity. Now I have a question for you. What chokes out the heart of God? The word says here that it's the worries of the world. Now that word is morena. It's the same word that we read in 1 Peter 5 as anxiety. The good heart focuses on him. <clears throat> and that is what happens when we focus on the world. It chokes out God's heart. You can't secure your life by worrying or being overly concerned. The call is to take our eyes off of our circumstances and the things we see around us and to go to God. Because you and I have a king who's overcome the world. We need to focus on him. First Peter 5 tells us, cast your cares on him. Why? Because he cares for you. So today, what is the offer? What's the offer that is before us? We can transfer the worry that's maybe dividing us or pulling us apart, kind of pulling our heart in two directions, right? The things that are dividing us, the things that are <clears throat> distracting us from focusing on God and on Jesus, and find rest for our souls. You see, I've referenced it once, but I'm gonna say it again. John 10, 10, there is an enemy. We are in a battle. And he wants to take you out. He wants to steal from you. He wants to destroy your life. He wants to take. And God, we have a God who loves us so much that wants to make an exchange that we can give him our worry, we can give him our anxious thoughts, we can give him our depression, we can give him all of our things because he cares for us and we can come under his mighty hand of protection. You see, I want you, wherever you're sitting, at home, in your car, with friends, with your family, wherever you're watching, I want you to take a moment. Just take a moment of silence Think below the surface of, of your anxious thoughts. Think below the surface of your worry. Remembering that anxiety is not a thing in and of itself. We got to dig a little deeper below the surface and ask the question, right? I want you to ask this question. Stop and think right now. What is actually making you anxious? Once you think about it, I want you to name it. I want you to say it out loud. Because when we speak things out, they lose their power. What is actually making you anxious? Speak it, name it, say it out loud. And then the call 
in 1 Peter 5 is to cast it, to give it to Jesus. He can handle our worry, our anxious thoughts. That is the call. What is the thing that's making you anxious today? Can you give it to God? That's what he's asking you to do. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world, but Jesus has overcome the world and there's hope in that. As we close our time together, I wanna encourage you with a passage of scripture that's been very meaningful for me. I wanna almost pray it over you and I wanna ask that God would infuse this verse into your mind, into your heart. It's Philippians 4, 6 and 7. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The call again, it says, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation that you and I are facing in our lives right now, go to God with it. Prayer, petition, asking, but with a thankful heart. Present those requests to God, knowing that you can come under his mighty hand of protection, that he has you in his grip. He's not going to let you go. And the promise from this passage in Philippians says this, the peace of God, right, which transcends anything we can understand, will guard your mind and your heart in Christ Jesus. That's the exchange for you and for me, guarding our hearts and giving us peace of mind with everything that we deal with. We're so glad that you're with us this week. I would love to pray for you. I pray that these verses come alive for you and you live them out and you believe them and they seep down into your heart and they change you from the inside out. Let's pray together. So Jesus, we come before you today and as we acknowledge the, the anxious thoughts that we have, the worry, the fear, the things that that cause us to lose focus on you and maybe even cause us to make bad decisions or have made bad decisions in life. God, I pray that we would recognize that there's a real enemy that wants to take us out, that wants to, to derail our life, that wants to, to steal from us, God, and that we would fight against that, that we would recognize that we're in a battle. But God, you say you care about us so much that God, we can come under your mighty hand of protection. That God, even though we're dealing with this, God, all these different circumstances, God, you have us in your grip. You have us in the palm of your hands. Would we trust that and believe that today? In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you, Pastor Matt, for that timely reminder yet again of this season that we're in to not focus on ourselves but continue to look to the source which is Jesus. So we know this message may bring up things that you are looking for prayer or guidance. Your online chat hosts will be uh, posting the ways you can get prayer. So feel free to reach out, stay checked into that and as always you can visit wallupdates.com for how to give and all the updates and changes that are happening here at Water of Life. Well again we are so glad you were here with us this weekend and we just want to say thank you for joining and we can't wait to see you again next week online. God bless you guys. <laughs>